Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I'm Tracy from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Planning your next trip? Choice Hotel's family of 22 brands has over 7,400 locations and the perfect hotel for any traveler you want to be. Like a Cambria Hotel, serving up locally inspired craft cocktails for all my folks who maybe want to meet up and talk about Mad Royals. Check into a Radisson Hotel with flexible workspaces for you strivers who listen during business travel. Or a Comfort Hotel with free hot breakfast, family-friendly pools, and big spacious rooms for the parents who listen with their kids and need a little retreat. What are you waiting for? Join Choice Privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any of you when you book direct at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Happy Friday, everybody. I'm Holly Fry. And I'm Tracy V. Wilson. Tracy, we met at a time when we were both doing costumey things. We sure did. So this one makes all the sense on earth to me. Um, do you remember, though, I'm not sure how involved, I know you were involved a lot with a local costuming group here in Atlanta, mm-hmm. but I have for a long time been involved with a lot of costuming message boards. And do you remember when the term cosplay in lieu of costuming got brought up in fan groups and like the massive debates and arguments over it. Yes. (laughs) Most of the debates that I recall were about whether there was a difference between costuming and cosplay. And there was an argument that if you were in cosplay, you were role-playing as a character, not just wearing a costume. Correct. That came up a lot. And I think a lot of it, too... Um, was an old guard thing, right? People that had been in it for a long time doing, like, you know, whatever um, fan groupy costuming. There was also a tendency to see cosplay as an a largely anime thing and mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. other uh, more mainstream pop culture things. 
boy, I remember how heated those discussions got. And now I just look back and go, who cares? None of that was important. Why did we waste valuable life energy arguing about whether this word was appropriate for people to use or not? It's a lot of gatekeeping involved. Oh, of course. Who was a cosplayer and who was a serious costumer? Right? Yeah. Uh, You know what? Have fun doing your thing. That's all that matters. Life is short. Grab your joie de vivre wherever you can get it. As long as you're not hurting anybody else, go crazy, wear things, act like the character or not. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I support you in whatever you do. <laughs> I, um, I of course, love costuming. I love the costuming community. I met my very best friend on a Star Wars costuming uh, forum 23 or 24 years ago. So uh, it's uh, one that's close to me. And I actually met Andrew several years ago. Um, he mentioned in our interview that Dragon Con 2019, he was taking some of the pictures and doing some of the interviews and research for the book. And he and I met to just like have a drink there and catch up because we had kind of known of each other. Mm-hmm. And so I met him then when he was working on the book. And I remember thinking it was a great project. And so I'm glad that despite the many setbacks in many projects that have happened due to the pandemic, that this book is finally coming out and ready for the world. There's a lot of really good history and imagery in it and it's a really like I was kind of blown away by how deep into history he goes nice nice um especially because cosplay is as we said a modern term Mm -hmm. I at first was like I would love to have you on the show but I really need to read the galley first to make sure this actually feels like a, a natural fit and it really does that um Jules Verne's party that he talked about I was obsessed with when I was reading that chapter so nice I loved it uh, it's a very fun read if you like if you like clothes <laughs> and costuming. And also just if you like, you know, the history of how people have taken on different visual personas to to say things and be, th- you know, we talked about protest costuming in in that conversation and how long that has been going on and just, you know, all of the ways that people kind of change their perspective by just donning a different outfit that is outside of their norm. Mm -hmm. I love all of that stuff. I love the psychology of it. I love the workmanship that goes into it. I love, you know, I'm a clothes horse, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, I'm so grateful that that Andrew and I got to have that conversation and and reminisce about many things and talk about how Star Wars brought us together. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the United States? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. And every episode, hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the 
lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. We talked about Mother Rebecca Cox Jackson this week and the community of uh, predominantly Black Shakers that she established in Philadelphia, which is not a place that you would normally think of there being like a shaker village. (laughs) Villages is usually what goes along with the word shaker in the context of places that people lived. Yes. I mean, we talked about in the episode how how most of the the places where um, shakers had gathered were rural. Yeah. Philadelphia, not rural at all. Not at all. (laughs) Um, And so there's only one, one active community still remaining that has had two or three members over the last several years. Um, A lot of the other places that used to be uh, active Shaker communities are now Shaker museums. There are several Shaker museums uh, scattered around the U.S. that folks can go to. There is also a museum at this one that is still active in Maine, although I'm assuming because of COVID, the museum is not currently open. One of the interesting things that I found about about Rebecca Cox Jackson is that she wrote so much about uh, dreams that she would have and visions that she would have and these experiences that she would have that to her were just like intrinsically uh, holy and involved uh, hearing something she felt directly from God. And all of that is incredibly personal, right? Uh, but at the same time, they weren't uh, 
like like they weren't written about she didn't write them about them in an introspective way so we like don't necessarily know what her feelings were on things or uh like what thought process led her to make particular decisions it was sort of like I had this vision and that this is what I decided to do. So people who have written about her have had to kind of speculate about, um, you know, why why did she decide to do this one particular thing? And one of the sources of speculation is that, uh, as we said, the Shakers had as a core belief that people were equal. So this included racial equality. Um, at the same time, though, Shakers... Uh, in the 19th century, did not really conceive of themselves as, like, citizens of the United States. So things that were legal matters or matters of citizenship within the United States, like slavery, slavery was something that Shakers objected to on moral and ethical grounds, but it there wasn't, like, an outwardly facing, we have to go get slavery abolished. Like, that wasn't that that wasn't really part of the the worldview that was going on. And so there's been this speculation that maybe one of the reasons that Rebecca Cox Jackson wanted to leave and be somewhere else that she could do more direct outreach was so that she could have uh, more direct influence and impact on these kinds of things that were seen as, like, more mundane, uh, non-spiritual matters that that most of the Shaker community would not have been personally involved in. Right. It's like the difference between belief and activism. Right, right. Yeah. Right. There was a core belief that everyone was equal with the caveat that Shakers, like everyone else, had been raised in the same society that everyone else had been raised in, which was a racist society. So surely there would have been people who still had implicit biases uh, and, you know, attitudes that they maybe needed to re-examine for themselves. But, like, there's a difference between that and actively saying, okay, we have got to work to abolish slavery for the rest of the country. Yeah. I will say that, um, as we mentioned in the episode, life in a community such as that sounds incredibly difficult. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the uh, the one village that's still... Uh, actively operating is called Sabbath Day Lake. It's in Maine. Uh, They have a website and they have a lot of videos from uh, one of the folks that is still actively living there as a shaker. And he has also done interviews and things like that, er interviews and videos and other contexts. And one of the things that he talked about that I did not have time to like go back and explore very thoroughly is that there was a period where Shaker leadership made an intentional choice to to not focus on recruiting more adult members, but to instead focusing on, like, adopting children and raising them as Shakers with the hope that then, as they grew up, they would continue to be Shakers, uh, which did not really... Like, there were some folks, like some children that were adopted or fostered or, fostered or whatever who did continue to be Shakers, but a lot of people left. And sort of making the point that the way of life was so difficult and so specific in what was required that you could only keep this going if you continued to have more people coming in. And if you weren't actively converting people to come in, it was inevitable that the membership was going to dwindle and the communities were going to start uh, fading away, basically. I'm resisting the urge to make this a discussion about Jedi. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Now that you mention it, I can see that parallel. There are some parallels, for sure. Um, 
yeah, I, uh, I, I think the way of life definitely, I'm sure, sounds as alien to many of our listeners as it does to me. And I don't mean that to sound pejorative, but it just sounds so completely different from the way most of us live our lives that mm-hmm. it's very hard to parse and imagine oneself uh, living in that manner. So I'm, I kind of could just sit here marveling. I also, for the record, could not live as a Jedi. So, you know, it's... Right, sure. <laughs> aside sure. from having no Force abilities. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. but it's um, it's fascinating to me. I There's part of me that's like, but if you recognize that there is an inherent lead towards your membership falling back in numbers, are you sure that is what a divine being would want? <laughs> right. <laughs> but that is my ignorant self-talking, so I, I have no idea. Um, you know, uh, I have difficulty imagining a life other than my own, apparently. <laughs> I think all of us have that to at least some extent. Um, as I was uh, as I was researching this and I was reading uh, some of her writings, she reminded me a lot of, in a lot of ways, of some of the uh, medieval religious women that we have talked about on the show, like uh, uh, Christian mystics from the medieval period. Um, I felt like they had some parallels there. Oh, yeah. I did not do this on purpose, but when we were in Italy, uh, there was this little church in this little medieval town that we went to that had all this artwork. And there was a monument to a young woman who had died during the medieval period, and there was a little pamphlet about her, and I started reading it, and it was, you know, it started off talking about how she had been very devout, and she was very beloved by her community, and then she became very ill, and I had this moment where I was like, oh, I'm I'm about to learn about uh, a, like, very obscure mystic right. <laughs> in that same tradition. Um, and then it turned out that was it was a much more straightforward and sad story. She she became very ill and then she passed. She died. So that was the, sort of the end of the story. Then you know her memory became the thing that that people uh, connected to this. And I was like, oh, I had hoped to have another article or another podcast to research along those lines. Oops, I don't. And then I got home and was looking for something that was not related to Italy at all because I had just written the. Uh, Marino Filiero episode and stumbled onto this name somewhere and then was like, oh, this by total coincidence <laughs> winds up being sort of some of the things that my brain had been mulling over while we were in Italy. <laughs> I uh, I was not able to read every single passage from her writings while I was working on this because there are quite a lot of them, but I still have that book from the library. Usually when we get to the end of an episode, the thing does not get, like, unless unless we do our QA step on the episode and I'm like, uh-oh, I think I messed something up. I got to go look that up. Like, I don't return to the subject matter. Uh, but in this case, I think I might, I might continue reading the things that she wrote in her journals and, uh, and in Rebecca Peratt's journals um, just because I find them interesting. They are very different from my own experience in the world. Uh, And I'm glad she wrote them all down. If you would like to send us a note, we're at HistoryPodcast at iHeartRadio.com. And uh, this is Friday, so whatever's happening on your weekend, hope it's good. And then we'll be back Saturday with a Saturday Classic, and then next week with brand new episodes. Mm -hmm. 
Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins.